Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Changing your world one conversation at a time. The show begins now. If you would like to see this episode along with other exclusive content, make sure you become a patron by going to our box number 512 podcast Patreon page where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. The link to the page is in the show notes for this show. So make sure you go on over there if you would like to see the episode in addition to listening to it. All right, y'all. Back to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. How y'all feeling? <laughs> and you're listening to another installment of Box Number Five's whole podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. Let's get into updates. So she go first. Well, um, so I will start with my weekend. My weekend started great. Um, I went to Savannah, Tabby Island specifically and um brought the dog brought carolina brought my you know my husband and i went we brought carolina and my sister-in-law came and her puppy so it was like a family trip we went to the beach it was really really cool and you know it was a nice day you know it's not the beach can be hit or miss because if it's too hot you be gagged if it's too cold or sometimes the beach can be like stormy or weathery because it's right by the ocean or the coast but we didn't get none of that it was beautiful saturday or was that saturday no that was friday and um so we did it was a day trip so we went early in the morning we did the beach we hung out we ate all that jazz and then we drove back got back probably like we left like early in the morning came back like like one one or two o'clock in the morning when we got back here it's a cute day um, then Saturday was a rainy, stormy day and, um, and wasn't a cookout day, first of all, but, um, we ended up going to a friend's house and having a cookout with them. And I had a wonderful time. And then I don't know where I contracted it. Um, but I did get, <laughs> I did get food poisoning from somewhere and, um, it really it really took me out. Like I was sick from, I'm, I'm still sick, to be honest. Today I was able to eat a bagel. But before today, I've been on, I've been on, I've been on um, grits and liquids because I haven't been, and then on the first day I couldn't even hold down um, water. Now, bitch, to not be able to hold down water is a scary thing. That gagged me and I thought I was going through it, huh? Oh, then there was the heat, and then there was the, you know, like feeling like the hot flashes, the heaves, and the going. Oh, it was the worst. So that wasn't the greatest. Um, and I hope I, you know, as I gradually, it's getting better as the days go on, but, you know, whew, that was intense. Um, there's just a lot going on in the world right now, a lot going on in life right now. I did have the privilege of watching. Um, I want to say her name is Shaterica, but I'm not sure. Um, it's the young lady that won the 100 meters, um, the 100 meter dash. I'm actually looking it up now, guys. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. What is her name? Um. Her name is Shaterica something, she's something. She is this beautiful young woman. She's 21 years old, she's skinny, she's gorgeous. She's, um, she's uh, well, not, not even skinny, she's athletic. That's what I was trying to say. She's muscular, she has an athleticism that is just, you can really see it on her, but she's also very, very um, a family oriented and she's a queer woman who won and broke the world record for the 100 women's 100 meter dash. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of different opinions online about her and about what she looks like and how, cause she's very much that black girl that's giving you the, the, the hair, the, the, the front leg, the orange front lace with the curls pulled up. 
with the with the, the front of it pulled up and the two curls coming down and long hair and the nails and the lashes. She kind of reminds you, like she she kind of to me feels like she is from the same tribe as the gorilla glue lady. You know, like the way they look in the face to me. But I live for her. And as someone that was had delusions of grandeur and wanted to be in the Olympics one day, it just was, um, you know, it was very a Flojo moment for me. It was a, um, a Jackie Joyner Kersey moment for me. It was a, as a black woman in sports, I've always looked up to these women. And so now being Shachari Richardson. Shachari. That's why I couldn't say it. It's like a, it's a, it's a SHA apostrophe, something going on. Shatari, right. Richardson. Um, yes. Shout out to you, Shatari. I'm very proud of you. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. So a couple of days before she won this, um, this record, her biological mother passed. She's very close with her grandmother. As a matter of fact, when she crossed the line, she ran up to hug her grandmother and I was crying with them. Like it was a very powerful moment for me. Um, I saw it when it happened. I'm one of those people that follows those kinds of things. And it just was an amazing thing. And I just want to say shout out to all of the black athletes out there, all of the black women athletes who really, 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 really are showing out and showing up in the world. I mean, we're dominating in all sports and I just love to see it. Other than that, I've been good. What about you, girl? Girl, everything's been going on. So if you're watching this, you can see that my background is a little different and you can hear the, the noises in the background. I'm currently in Maryland at my supervisor's house, house sitting and also dog sitting. So I'm dog sitting two dogs. And guinea pig sitting. And two guinea pigs. So that has been interesting. I thought the dogs would be um, quiet and be well behaved, but that didn't happen. <laughs> One of the dogs was um, chewing, was chewing on their toy, and it makes noise. So, um, and then what the other dog started barking, so I had to dash them downstairs. So we had to fix that because I want to give y'all the best audio quality that we can. Um, work June work for work. June has been extremely busy for me. Um, we've unexpectedly started work on these string of cases that are the. It's very overwhelming. It's very um, confusing. It's a new area of law for me. And this month has been a lot. And, you know, it's just been taking a lot for me to get um, through it. Uh, I thought I was just going to breeze through the summer and have my fun. And the cases that I had were under control. But um, June, has been, June has been a lot, but I'm pushing through. Last week, I had... So for those of you who don't know, um, I had cancer back in 2018. And I went through chemo. And one of the things that people don't talk about as a cancer survivor after you go through chemo is how chemo really messes up your teeth. And ever since I've stopped chemo in 2018 and I've been in remission, like I've just been on a different kind of journey with my teeth. Um, so I so while you're going through chemo, you really can't go to the dentist because you can't really do anything that puts you at risk for an infection. So there was a, a long period of time where I would just was not able to go to the dentist. And um, I had, I, well, I had, I had or had a number of cavities um, that have significantly um, gotten worse. And when you go through chemo, it just, it just makes your teeth weak. Um, so I've been getting a lot of crown work done, which is, um, not painful, but it's just really expensive. So when I went to the dentist last Friday, um, I had to, originally I was supposed to get three um, crowns done. So usually how they start is they, um, you know, file your real tooth down and place a temporary crown on it and like take molds of your teeth so they can um, see the porcelain um, crown so they can put it on at the later date. So while she was working on my teeth, one of them, the cavity was so deep it almost touched my roof and a bitch needed a root canal. So um, in the middle of that, I um, had to get a root canal. So basically a bitch was trying to save money, trying to be financially responsible. I done maxed out most of my cards, um, paying for my teeth. But the truth is 
I was been supposed to get a root canal like years ago, but because I was poor or I didn't have the money, I would be like, pay it. I'm going to get a filling. I'm going to get a filling. And um, and then I was scared because I didn't know if it was going to be painful or not. But um, looking back, I should have just got the root canal because I probably could have been in a better situation mouthwise. But, um, you know, you live and you learn. But I had to pay, I had to pay like an additional like a thousand dollars on top of like the three thousand dollars I was already paying. And this is with dental insurance. But, you know, I hate being back in debt, but, you know, I'd rather be in debt for my health because, you know, you just, you always want to have good teeth. You always want to have good oral health. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just a bitch. And my face, I got my procedure, I got everything done last Friday. I still feel some soreness and like my face is kind of sore. It's not as sore as it was, but um, I got a prescription for um, some prescription for um, painkillers. So I'm gonna get through it. It's just every time you have a plan financially, life happens and it just um, redirects you. But I'm just trying to roll with the punches. Um, I will be in New York this weekend for our pride and I'm getting some things done. So I'm happy about that. I'm also getting my hair done this week, but I wanted to get like a um, a honey blonde color, but a bitch got an interview next week. So I'm I was going to dye it brown, but I think I'm going to dye it dark burgundy. I just like a color on me, but when I had dark burgundy before I dyed it um, to the color that I had, it's not the color that I had when I dyed it. I had like a, um, a rose gold, but it's faded over time, but before that, I had a burgundy, but you could see the color, but it was dark enough that when I get on camera, you really can't, like, you really have to look at it. And for the interview, it's going to be over time. So I just, you know, I just, I, I want to be professional, but I still want to be a little saucy and, you know, have some color. So shout out to Neck Blends. I can't wait to see him. Also, um, I have to apologize to the audience. Um, we recorded a whole episode last week. But I was, I don't know why I recorded on my laptop. Usually, since December, I've been recording on my iPad. But for but for some reason, I ended up recording on my laptop. And I mistakenly recorded and tried to save it on my laptop. But um, mistake, I really need to buy a new laptop because it keeps on telling me how I don't really have enough space. And no shade, a lot of times I don't even have enough space to edit the episodes, but I end up moving some shit around. But this well, part, I I'm just say this, you know, you might want to invest in an external hard drive, just something you plug into your laptop. Yeah, I could, but I something in me is just telling me to get a new um, laptop. And plus, I want a bigger laptop anyway and just buy a whole bunch of um, storage um, just so I have more space. But I do need to get an external hard drive. But um, yeah, child. So I, I ended up recording. I, I had so much. It, I had so much. I didn't have enough space. So when I tried to save the Zoom to my computer, it wouldn't save. And then I restarted the computer and I didn't realize that if Zoom is trying to save something and you restart the computer, it'll delete the file. So I ended up gagging and then um, we both were like extremely busy last week. So we couldn't uh, find a different, cause usually we'll just record like on a different day, but we didn't have the time to record. And so um, we pulled some of the bonus episodes and made them um, regular episodes. So um, I think the last hotels was the episode and then I made the revelations. Um, episode, so I hope you all enjoyed that. But I, you know, I apologize, but we wanted we're going to get it right this week. But we really had, a, I'm really gagging that we didn't, we weren't able to save that conversation because we really had a fire ass conversation last week, and we're hoping that we can, you know, rehit some of the points that we hit last week. But it was it was a gagness thing. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to um, I'm just trying to get through the week. I'm just. In the midst of my chaos, I'm trying to count my blessings. This past weekend was Father's Day weekend, but I think I'm going to refrain on speaking on my thoughts on Father's Day because I have a lot to say, and I think it's going to be, we're going to have special guests next week, and I think that my thoughts and just where I'm at with that part of my life uh, fits very well into the conversation that we'll be having on next week's episode um, with our special guest. So the, that's all the updates that I have for this week, girl. Yeah. 
So ladies and gentlemen, this will, we're going to, in the spirit of last week, this episode's design was to be loose and carefree. And we're going to be talking about a myriad of different topics and we'll probably be round robbing it, just kind of punching in. So y'all are just going to sit through a real conversation between Aeon and the Lioness today. I hope y'all enjoy. Yas, yas, yas. Um, that, before we go into the topics, though, I do want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our patrons. Um, we are, Brianna and I are expanding our business in the way that we're moving, in the way that we're trying to build and, and create content. And it would not be possible without the love and support of all of our viewers, but particularly for those of us that see a Black trans business and would like to invest in us and sow that seed. We want you to know that we are we are bearing we're trying to bear forth great fruit. We are watering and nurturing, and we thank you for all of y'all support, for sure. So, Brianna, I'm going to kick it back to you for the first topic, and then I'll come in for the second. So, so first topic, topic number one. Let's just try. Let's just try to do a, a rapid fire um, round. Okay. Okay. Of the stuff that we did last week, because I really want to get to the um, Tyler Justice for Tyler in Atlanta, and I think it was something um, else in reference to this week that um, I wanted to talk about, and also just a preview. I have a new idea for a trans woman is a default um, show, so make sure y'all go back and watch trans woman is the default one, two, and three because four is coming. It's coming, so. Oh, yeah. Justice for Tyler, violence in these um, trans reality shows. But before we get to this, um, last week when we recorded, it was one of the hot stories that actually came out the day that we recorded. And um, somebody was in our inbox or in our DMs and wanted us to talk about it was um, Nikita Dragon. Um, Nikita Dragon had posted a video of another YouTuber, some white child that was recording her getting helped into a car from a party. They were all coming from a party and these group of guys were helping her into the car. And the guy, as he was recording the video, which she shared with his um, his circle of friends on Instagram through his stories. Millions of friends on Instagram. Yeah, through his stories was saying, I bet I bet they don't know that that's a man and I gotta tell them that that's a man and all this other bullshit. And she took the video and spliced it with the video of her crying and being upset, saying, you know, this is violence. Um, this is how trans women die. I have to, I, I have to fight every day for my work because there's always situations like this where people are trying to invalidate me. People are trying to come for me for my transness. I really ruined um, my livelihood and his, and I'm not even gonna repeat his name because I don't care um, if some white boy but his his response when um, because because it's Nikita Dragon and because he has a following but she has a following too, they were instantly dragging him on Twitter, calling him transphobic, and it it became it became a big thing. And his response to the situation was, you know, I'm I reached out to her, I apologized to her, but I feel like. It's my duty to let my friends know because I have friends that have gotten um, tricked and it destroys them mentally and who's there for them and who's concerned about them. And that's like, boy, you know that it's not your place to go around. And then he, and then he tried to defend it and say, well, I only shared it to my, um, I only did like a private stories for my friends and not like a just general story for my followers. But it's just like you had you had to know that somebody was going to screen record it and make that a big situation and share it. Like you just, I just don't believe you were that stupid, or you thought you could do it and it would be no repercussions for it. Mm-hmm. But not- either way, it's dangerous. It shouldn't, and you know, I know people feel. Nikita Dragon is not the most perfect victim. Now, I don't know personally what she done. I'm willing to guess it, it's, it has something to do with anti-Blackness. That's not surprising. But at the end of the day, we, especially as trans women, can relate to be, being in situations where people are trying to out us for clout or for gain. And it also begs the question, 
or begs the sentiment that just because I'm out in one space doesn't mean I'm out in all spaces. And it doesn't mean that you have the right to out me under the guise of quote unquote protecting your friends because bitch you're not worried about protecting a man a man go ahead sis sis i'm gonna say this the, the, the what was problematic about the nikita dragon situation is one is that because she's a public figure she's in a situation where she will be recognized even no matter what she's trying to do and that's something that registers particularly for me because we are public figures but and our platform is rising and you know, as much as we, you know, there's a point where your get through is not a get through if you're a public figure and everybody knows that you're trans. Um, what well, another part of the story that Nikita brought up that was very powerful was this affects her money and things directly. So she was in an appearance. She was at an appearance at a venue at a club or something like that. And she was leaving and she was being escorted back to her car by some, I guess it was like a man or some, maybe security. Security. It was security. She was being escorted back to her car by security. So this isn't a situation, even if it was a situation where she was out with a man and she was on her own. But what's even more scary to me is even on our jobs, we're not safe. Because right. this woman is going, trying to man, go about her business. She's going, she's trying to walk to her car. She's got people walking her to the car. What would it mean? What would it have mean she, for her to be trans and being walked to the car? Okay, let's say... The, the, the niggas didn't know. Does that change the fact that she needed to get to the car safely? Did that change <laughs> the need of support? Like, did it change? No, it didn't. And what's really, really frightening is that so many people have the same mentality as that man. There are so many people out there that, that honestly, deep down, their, human, their morals depend on who they're talking to. If you see somebody that needs help or support, or if you see... You say you care about people's safety and well-being. How does that change? Because now you know what they used to be or what you think they are when, when they were assigned at birth. Like, that is intense for me. And this man, this, this white man also, was using his, using his privilege and platform to tear down a woman of color. To tear down a woman of color and use that old stereotypical, you look like a man. Because, you know, we know that Nikita is trans. But that same thing is thrown out there because of the way white supremacy says women are supposed to look. White women are supposed to be petite. Women are supposed to be, you know, a certain size, supposed to have certain size hands. Women can't, women can't have facial hair. Women must be this. Women must be that. And it just all falls into a stereotype at the end of the motherfucking day. Most of you out there who think it is your responsibility to educate somebody on what somebody else's gender is, it's not because you really give a fuck about how other people feel. It's because you feel you get a certain power out of taking somebody down a peg. So what he saw was this was this trans woman getting her life and probably not paying him any motherfucking attention. And so what do you do? You use her name and her likeness to get attention. You go onto your website, you talk to your 3 million fans with the goal to shame this woman, to bring her down a peg. And I'm sure so many people drank it up. So many people ate it like Kool-Aid. Because hating us is a pastime for some people. It really, really is. And um, it's just really, really sad. Um, same thing. Um, so, for example, Miss um, uh, Richards, the lady that won the 100-meter dash, when I posted a post in support of her, saying what she meant to me, saying that I love all that she is, of course, some man comes up under there and I believe he was transamorous, came under there and began to roast about how, yeah, trans people don't need to be in sports. And it was not even related to her, but because in the post, it was, she was identified as a queer woman and in his ignorance, he didn't know what queer meant. He assumed that she was trained. So in his mind, a trans woman broke the world record and he was in, uh, incensed about it. But his argument and what a lot of people's argument is is that we're like out here trying to get some undue and unjust enrichment, some undue advancement. There ain't no fucking unjust enrichment in this life. We just trying to live, navigate, go to work, come home, be out with our man and be fine and be safe. And there are people that feel like it is their responsibility to out someone. Um, I can think of a time where, I think I think of several times where people were kind of like, I'm out with my husband, and people, 
you know, I can think of one particular incident where we were at a restaurant and this lady um, comes over to the table, takes our orders, and she immediately starts looking at me and giving me this assessment. And you know what people are checking for it, it you know. So she was giving me that. And then she said, oh, you're so pretty. And I was like, thank you. So this is my order. And then she was given, and then he gave his order. It was a drink order. So she takes our drink order. She comes back. She goes back to the table. So she's like looking at me and looking at him, looking at me and her face is all. And now when she came back to the table, her face was all screwed up and she's all kind of salty. And this time when it's time to take the food order, she's barely wanting to address me. She's being nasty, acting towards me. I can feel the energy shift. And my husband's into it. So we get to um, the place, we get to at a certain point in the middle of the meal, I'm a girl that always has to go to the bathroom. Get up, I go to the bathroom and she walks over to the table and I'm recalling something that I, that's the secondhand information because I wasn't there, but my husband told me she came over to the table when I left and was like, um, hey, how you, excuse me, sir, um, you know that girl, you know, um, you know that girl you with, like, it's something about her. It's something about her. You need to hey, be careful. Be careful. It's something about her. And my husband was like, yeah, there is something about her. She's my wife. And when he said that, he was like, her face cracked and she was like looking all funny and then she just immediately walked away from the table. So when I get back, he tells me what happened. And of course she didn't get a tip. Of course she didn't get a tip. Of course I side-eyed her on the way out. Bitch, I would have wrote on that fucking receipt, mind your fucking business, bitch, and you'll get a tip next time. Thirsty hoe. Girl, I could have. I really could have. But I, I, I just, at that point, the life for me was imagining what her face looked like. See, because y'all not used to the nigga claiming us. And that is another thing that is very interesting. And that, no, that, so that makes her, them angrier, bitch. You would that, think they would cool the fire, but that makes them angrier. Oh, girl. So then they really be burnt. T.S. Madison talked recently about um, another incident where this man, that famous meme out where the man has the fake beard. And there's a trans woman behind him in the background in the photograph. And people on the internet were trying to say, oh, no, he fake and she fake. They both fake as fuck. That, that's the man behind him. Da, 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 da. And she was like, y'all, she was like, not only is this woman a public figure and out as a trans, it's not a big deal. Like, it would be different if she's not tricking him. Because what they were trying to say was that she was tricking him. Same logic as the guy. T.S. Madison, bitch, with T.S. in her name. Girl, girl in the background, I don't want to necessarily out her, but it's um, it was um, well, no, it's not out. She's a public figure. It was um, oh, what's her name? What's her name? Um, 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 the the the, the popular girl that's been using a few scandals now. Um, Am I even? No, 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 no. Um, Shauna Shauna Brooks. Oh, sh oh, Shauna girl, that's just that's like saying T.S. Madison, bitch. She's very trans. Right. right, girl. It's it, she was trying to out Shauna Brooks. They were people on the internet called <laughs> like people were on the internet outing Shauna Brooks. And that was yes, that's the point. And she ain't trying to fool nobody. This bitch is being herself. And y'all pressed about it. And what y'all mad about, like what we addressed with Nikita Dragon and then one lady at my restaurant, you mad because you can't take that they know and live. Because in your mind, we're, they're supposed to be humiliated when you point that out. They're supposed to be afraid of that masculinity. You They're supposed to want to kill us. All in their card, and you're supposed to feel, they, they, men are supposed to feel away, and they get mad. Fish in particular, women in particular get heated when when our transness as trans women don't shake. Because when the when the man's look at them and say, "I all I see is a woman," their feelings be hurt. Yeah, yeah, girl. It's just like my business, and this kind of relates to a status that I put up this morning. So one of my um, girlfriends had called me and told me about a situation that she's going through on her job. And she's the type of person, um, stoked on her job, been in her job for a long time, goes in. Like, all she wants to do is just go in, go punch her hours, mind her business, and leave out and not talk about her tea. And she, and she works in an environment with a lot of men. So she told me um, for the second time that 
a piece, one of the pieces of training she works with, this is the second time that a piece has come back and said that um, some other guy on a job who uh, my friend has never had interactions with, never talked with, is talking about her saying that, oh, you know, that's not really a woman. And she says she's never, she says she knows who's saying it, but she don't have any interactions with him. She's never, they never had a conversation, but yet you're having conversations about me to where two people that know me are coming back to me saying that this is the conversation. And she said that both of the pieces was like, well, no, she's not, she's a woman. And, you know, defending her. So um, my friend was trying to, you know, me being a lawyer, what should I do? I was like, take these motherfuckers to HR. Take these motherfuckers. Because I remember what I was saying last week. Cis people's obsession with whether we're trans and whether we're not. It wasn't. Low-key, it it, kind of feels like it's perpetuating rape culture because you want to know what type of genitals this woman has so you know so you can have an idea if there's a chance to have sex with her or have a chance Basically, you want to know the status of every woman at work and whether or not she's rapeable or fuckable to you. Right. Because it's not about her agency or whether or not she wants you or the fact that she's your fucking co-worker. It's important that you know that every woman around you, put what, what whether or not they have a pussy and what it looked like for you. And that, like you said, it really does play into men's desire that every, men's belief that every woman is attainable for their sexual pleasure or gratification or fantasy. I don't right. want to be your fantasy. I'm at work. So the idea that you are out here warning niggas at work it's just like, yeah, that needs to go to HR. And I hope he and I hope that she does. And but see, I've been in that situation and it's so humiliating that mm. you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to escalate it to HR because the fear is is now trans is even more of a conversation, especially if you're a girl like me and like your coworker. And I know like we just want to punch out and go home. Right. I don't want my trans to be an issue at work, which is why I don't bring it necessarily with me like that. Meaning it's not relevant to the job at hand, particularly if you're not working in community. So then why is it so relevant to these people? But the truth is this, we need to, and that's hard to say, and I can understand, and I've been in that situation where I didn't want to talk about it, but you're right. If we really escalated, like we really could, it doesn't matter that you are trans, the idea, or whether you ain't trans, the idea that they're that, trying to figure that it was out. My, that, was, that was my whole advice when I um, was speaking with my friend. I'm like, you can make this an issue and you don't necessarily have to spill your tea because the fact that they're trying to inquire about your genitals or what you have, that's, that's enough. Whether you have, then he shouldn't be asking whether you got a pussy or whether you don't. Because at the end of the day, what does my pussy have to do with this job? Period. What does a pussy have to do with this job? Nothing. So then, we're not, it's not like we're about to do a porn shoot and you want to be aware of what I'm about to pull out on you. That's not what we're doing here. We're at work in an environment. Everybody's fully clothed. Nothing's going on. And you are insisting on starting a narrative that you don't even have confirmation of. You going off of what you think are some phenotypic traits that you see from a distance because she don't even work with him. She never told him her tea. So these men are making a lot of assumptions about women. And it's really, really unfortunate. But again, the assumption is rooted in that base, animal, man, patriarchal ass belief that women, all women around them are at some point touchable. At right. some point attainable. I, at some point I could touch you if I wanted to. I'm not going to fuck you, but I need to know if I could. And that's a problem for me. That is perpetuating rape culture, like my sister said. And like she said in her post earlier, it is harassment. Boots. So ladies, you don't even have to approach it as a, as a trans woman. No, I, you don't. No. You can go there and say, I am being sexually harassed because apparently there's a man discussing my pussy with more than one employee. This person and this person. Men. Discussing it with other men. Other men and this person and this person came to me. And I'm coming to you, HR, that you need to interview this person and this person because this person is talking about what's between my leg. I don't want people discussing me at work. So you need to get their ass together. And and if you approach it from that dynamic, you might can actually get uh, a reasonable, if nothing else, it needs to, it will be documented that you have endured this behavior because there have been times where I was harassed in that same way and I didn't say anything. And then later when it when the shit does hit the road, I'm in trouble too because now I didn't have words. 
with somebody. And I was trying to prevent, I was trying to prevent my friend, because she was like, well, I want to be binge. And I'm like, no, Miss Thing, you don't, you don't put in your time at this place. So let your time work for you. Don't say no. I'm like, you don't, you said you've never had a conversation. Keep it that way. So that way when you go to HR and they gag him, when they be like, can you take a walk with us? And we need to have a meeting. Catch that ass completely off guard, bitch. And make him, and, and I promise you, if nothing else, they will let him know that if there is one further complaint about you talking about another person's genitals, you will be out of a fucking job. And it's notated in your file that someone has filed an HR complaint against you. So let's not, they will give him the coaching of life. But you have to allow yourself to be able to advocate for yourself. And I, that is the truth. I have let fear of my transness being something that's going to hold me back, allow me to endure and tolerate so much mistreatment. And I love that you're bringing awareness to this, Brianna, because it, it will never change until some of us decide to use the systems that are used to hold us down. The, 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 that same HR department, if it were the other way around, would not hesitate. If you were talking about a nigga dick at work and it got back and he wanted to go and report it, they would not hesitate to walk your motherfucking ass the fuck. Please clock out. You know that little meme? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and clock out. Right, <laughs> it, would right. be very, it would be very go ahead and clock out. So we need to make sure that they motherfucking ass is getting clocked the fuck out by going to HR. I love this topic, sis. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, but I think I think going forward, we're going to have to reframe this conversation as sexual harassment to really get cis folks to stop doing the bullshit that they're doing. Because you asked some questions about my surgery. Not only is that none of your business, that's my personal medical history. And that, you know, th th that's a safety concern. It's, not, it's sexual harassment. We shout out, I, oh, I was going to say, shout out to our community niece, Zaya Wade. I want to talk about her next, but go ahead, girl. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking sexual harassment. It's rapey as fuck. And it's it's a no. It's a no. You should, you, unless you're my doctor, and even if you're my romantic or sexual partner, it's a way you ease into that question. But having open conversations with your other sis friends and trying to make it a joke or trying to make it like you're no no girl it's sexual and that that child that was videotaping nikita dragon it's sexual harassment and don't assume just because i'm a public figure and i'm out that i'm out in all spaces you don't get to make that decision for me especially yes. when especially when what he did the act of telling people that may not have the emotional capacity or understanding to not react violently in a world where because it's one thing even if because now this is the truth there is a world in which niggas are killing us to hide the fact that they like us right like that is right. the so then when you're putting men on the spot it's not always that they were surprised is that their manhood now is in question over a choice that they're now regretting because here you are trying to out them and or expose them. And that's also kind of the goal. And like the way the lady did it with my husband, it's kind of the goal sometimes to shame the men that like us. And I shout out to the niggas out there that can say it with their motherfucking chest and have the cojones to stand on what they fucking like and, not, and, and, and aren't shaking and can stand with a trans woman and fight if he need to. Shout out to those niggas because they're rare. Most of these niggas love us until somebody love us until somebody asks a motherfucking question and then they become little scared ass little boys wondering if somebody's gonna find the fuck out. So shout out to the niggas that stand with us and fuck these bitch niggas that out here knowing that they live for the girls. Cause I like the reality, the true another truth of that is, is the nigga that was probably at Nikita probably was interested in her. That's the only reason why you felt the need to tell these other niggas who you thought were giving her life whether or not she was a, what whether or not you thought she was a woman or not like a lot of it is rooted and and also the same niggas that sit across the room i have another um friend that posted on her post today that she was at a restaurant and we all can you can see when somebody's throwing you shade so she said she's sitting and there's some man from across the room pointing at her and doing this to all the people around him as she's sitting now you know what's happening and he's not even trying to hide it. He's pointing her right in her face in a public place. And she looks, you can see the mouth say. Mm. Girl, and I, would, I, I would have took the biggest can of bear maize 
and walk over to with no that questions. Table no, just spray, bitch. No, just close your eyes and spray and spray. <laughs> girl, no, not in that. But girl, no, we're not advocating for y'all to spray out restaurants. But bitch, the the bait, the children are getting maced too, girl. They need to learn, bitch. The well, children not, are getting maced too. I did it. Well, for the record, we're not advocating for y'all to mace out restaurants. Bitch. <laughs> what we're telling you though is keep the mace on you. And if you have to mace a restaurant, we encourage you to protect yourself. And whatever you feel like is about it. Because she, she don't know what they were plotting. So I could, I would say she would have a strong argument that I mace them because they were doing threatening gestures and talking to me crazy, you know, and, and I was afraid for my life as a trans woman. So yeah, I maced that whole section. That whole booth got my mm-hmm. <laughs> I, bitch, I bet you, girl, the, 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 the key is to create precedent, bitch. So the next time that you see somebody that looks a little trans, you shut the fuck up, girl, because you're scared. Because girl, that last one triggered my asthma. <laughs> I saw shit and she took my breath away. Mm. So yeah, yeah girl. So, like stop like why like why why like, why do you have to do that? Like why why does why does the sisters have, have to do that when they see one of like why I I don't get it. It's almost it's, like in a weird way they don't even realize that that's like a fascination, like the idea that it's like Beyonce's in the room. Beyonce's in the room. That's what it almost comes off like. Well, sometimes when we walk in the room, there are times where I have literally broke the building down. And instead of taking it as a negative thing, oh, bitch, I live. Oh, bitch, I live. So what I was going to tell my friend and what I want to tell out there too, you can always repurpose energy. Baby, when people are giving me a lot of energy, I can repurpose it, baby. Because I can take this and this all lies on me and the finger pointing as as a thing that's like shade. Or since you're here, <laughs> while you're here, let me show you. But how girl, as soon as you walk up on them and have a conversation, bitch, they have no words. It's like, no, but you, no, you were looking at me. They like usually start looking at their feet. Usually they start looking at. The, I have been that girl. I used to when I was in my twenties. I was very much that girl that was walking up. Is there a problem? What? What's what? I, what? You know? Because I thought being defense, particularly because that was what I observed from the older trans woman around me. Bitch, you don't let no banana, but you don't never let nobody get a lick in without you getting mad. So bitch, I was, and that's how I was low-key trained by the street. So bitch, if you were going at it, I was a girl at five points at the top of her lungs. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, we're, we're gonna do it. We're gonna make a scene. If you're gonna embarrass me, I'm gonna embarrass your motherfucking ass. That was very me. But I realized as I get older, I don't have to meet that kind of energy with that same kind of energy because ultimately my blood pressure will be high. And at the end of the day, as soon as I get the yelling and niggas looking at their feet, it's none of the energy that they were giving because you're used to people being um, ashamed when you try to- Silent. Silent and ashamed. You're used to me looking down or me trying to you know, hide my pussy, bitch. You know, no, 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 no. Let me walk over there. Do I know you? Now, I will do that even to this day. Tear black. <laughs> You'd be shocked sometimes because I walk over. Do I know you? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just making sure, baby. How's your dad? Good. I'm very that. Very that. I don't mind because I need you to know I'm not scared of you because that is also what has saved my life. There have been times where I did feel like, I was trying, people were testing me to see if I could, they could get away with trying something later. There's times where I've been at the club and niggas was giving me a lot and I had to really let them know I'm not scared of them. And sure enough, bitch, when we, when it was time for them, when it was time for me to go over and confront, now they confused. But I do believe that if I acted ashamed or if I've acted scared, there's times where I had to stand my ground in a parking lot. I mean, bitch, because if I'm going to go, and that's me, I'm going to go swinging, bitch. If it really comes down to it, it won't be hey! in the run. Mm-hmm. No, it's gonna be what's good. If I'm getting going, you gonna stab me? It's in Mortal Kombat, bitch. It won't be because you just caught me on a run, bitch. It's because I'm stabbing you too, bitch. <laughs> it's a circle of stabs, bitch. Because you're not finna get me if I can't get you. Period. And that's with all situations, y'all. All ladies, make sure you carry your weapons, your bear mace, whatever you need, your hammer. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need, and don't and don't be a, don't be afraid to spray that bitch, girl, because some Maybe. of these motherfuckers need to be sprayed. And also take a lesson from Miss Candy from Pose. There's something about a hammer, bitch. 
that really takes the children out. Bitch, when you pull a hammer, <laughs> it clears. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, bitch. I need to get one look in, bitch. Because you felt a little bit too comfortable running your mouth and rolling up on me like you wanted to fight, bitch. So you Girl, need to get... Very much pull the hammer out and pull it just across the table. <laughs> no, girl. I, when you get to that point, girl, I'm not even sitting there waiting, girl. It's I'm just, oh, I heard you had a problem, Pop. Girl, we ain't even got, I'm going to lull you in to make you think we're going to talk, bitch. And I'm going to square up with you and I'm going to knock you. No shade. It's just, it's just, the sisters, y'all get away with too much and y'all think it's choice. And to my girls listening, wear them. It's a multiple way. You can either wear them out white woman way, file your HR reports, girl, get that ass roll up. Or if you want to be bangy about the situation, bitch, y'all better be, y'all girls better be ready to fight chemical warfare, um, tasers. If you if you have your gun and your register, like girl, I'm I'm over being nice. I'm over I'm over being the spectacle. I'm over. And being I'm over trusting that I'm over trusting that you won't hurt me. I'm over trusting that you assuming that the situation will naturally de escalate. No, 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 no. We got we had no. I'm all about being militant about the situation because like the sis has played with us. Even the niggas that we date, they play with us too much and I'm done with Like, my life means more to me than that bullshit. And I deserve to exist in the public sphere. And that's what it's about. They don't want us to exist publicly in the public sphere. It's all about, you know, being the woman of the night and being a see. Bitch, it's not that day no more. If I want to come out and be public with my girlfriends or keep, no matter how I'm looking, whether you clock me or not, I deserve to be in a public space and to be a part of society. And that's what they don't like. That's the shame that they try to create. So, no, bitch, I'm not going back. Y'all gonna have to fight me to get back in the closet, bitch. And I promise you I'm a win. So did you catch that that controversy online about Bernie, Bernie um, What's his last name? The one that was running for president, girl. I have, you know, this one. Who, Bernie Sanders? Sanders. I was gonna say, yeah, it was Sanders. I was, I was just, I thought I was like, but Bernie, I thought, I, I don't know why I thought Sanders wasn't the last name because I was like, no, that's Colonel Sanders. But no, it is also Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but yeah, so Bernie Sanders um, had a pride flag that he put up for pride. I mean, a, a trans flag that he put up for Pride Month, and a lot of people were were giving him flack because the flag was wrinkled. And it was kind of wrinkled like this, like the kind of wrinkles that you get when you take it right out of the pack. And it was hanging. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the girls were, well, well not a, a lot of the girls that didn't know and a lot of the cis hats and the, and the fake, you know, kind of like woke people were trying to make it like, oh, he ain't really with it. He just pulled that flag out of the pack and he didn't even try to iron it. But what a lot of people don't know and I thought it was worthwhile because when I saw it online, I never knew this myself. But when I saw it online, I was like, it makes sense. A lot of trans people were putting up their flags and all of them were creased. And apparently what the creases represent are the years of the years that we've all had where we had and the people that still have to fold their flag up and hide it. It's a Aww. symbolic thing. So the creases represent and people playing trans, trans flags that are very creased. If you ever see that, what they're trying to show is that. We don't iron our trans flag to honor the people that are still having to fold theirs and hide the fuck away. And it's the creases are supposed to represent those folks. So that's why a lot of people don't iron their trans flag. And I thought that was dope. So um, I don't even know if I, no, I do own a trans flag. Um, <laughs> I don't, I will never fly it in this neighborhood. But if I were to put in that, and that unfortunately, that's <laughs> just, just a real reality of living in a black part of town. Like, girl, I'm not going to be there. I, I know what that'll bring. However, when I do bring my flag out now, I will try my best to not iron it, even though the OCD in me, sometimes I'd be wanting to, you know, particularly about things that I take out in public, I'd be wanting to look pressed. But I respect that. And so I just wanted to use this paper as an, uh, an example. But yeah, if you see people with their pride flags wrinkled, it's actually a sign of pride, even for those that have to fold theirs and stuff it away. And to honor the years that we had to fold ours up and stuff it away. I thought that was kind of dope and I thought I'd share it. 
So let's get into one of the stories that we talked about last week, the whole situation at Nelly's bar. So by now, um, more of y'all should know that so first of all, Nelly's is a white-owned gay bar in Washington, D.C. that's located in Shaw, right down the street from Howard University. And Nelly's has had controversies over the years, but this particular controversy, there was a video that showed a Black woman um, being dragged down um, by her braids in the club down two flights of stairs by a Black security guard. And when the video went viral and after the video went viral, um, and also this event happened during um, Pride Weekend in Washington, D.C. So the video went viral and um, as a result of the video, they there have been protests at the bar. I know the young lady, uh, her, I believe her name is Keisha, Justice for Keisha. Um, her, she's now brought a civil suit against Nellie's and I hope she wins everything she deserves. And this event has been a part of a series of events at Nellie's. Um, they, they apparently have a problem of anti-Blackness. So two years ago, they were in hot water because they flew a Blue Lives Matter flag, um, on, the, on their building in addition to the rainbow flags. And before that, there have been, um, it's been publicized, the anti-Blackness at the bar, for instance, they stopped serving Hennessy because they didn't want to attract Black people. The bartenders and stuff were really racist to the Black patrons. And they went, when I used to live in Baltimore, I remember like back in 2016, 2017, they had to go through like a sensitivity training due to the racism. So the so this bar just has a history of anti-blackness and racism. And in my personal opinion, because they did release some videos before the woman was dragged out of the bar and apparently she was in a scuffle, she was in a fight or she was in an altercation. But I don't really give a fuck about none of that. There's no, to me, there's no excuse to drag anybody, especially a black woman during Pride down two flights of fucking stairs by her braids. It's just, there's no excuse for that. It's a total disregard, a reckless disregard for human life. Anything could have happened to her going down those stairs. Um, and the fact that a black man was doing it, um, I just, it, it's just, it's just so many things. And their statement on, oh, we don't, we don't condone, we don't have enough, we don't condone racism or, this in our environment. It's like, well, clearly y'all do, and clearly that's not the right statement to make in light of this video. Like you should, your statement should have accepted responsibility for creating this environment where the security officer, yeah, where the security officer felt okay to do this, um, whether he was on camera or not. And it's just, <clears throat> we really have to confront the racism in the LGBTQ community. We really have to hold these white, um, gay, cis gay business owners accountable for the racism that um, they perpetuate. And I hope that the bar closes down. I hope that this woman gets every cent that she's owed. I hope more money is um, diverted into black owned, black and queer owned um, social spaces where we can go and support our own and dance. And um, because there, especially in DC, there's been a, a because due to the gentrification in DC, because um, at one time DC was, um, I want to say DC was like seventy percent black, but but due to gentrification and everything over the years, um, the city has significantly lost its black residents. So I'm I'm hoping that this starts a movement where we can not only bring more residents back to Washington, D.C., but we can actually invest in Black businesses, Black queer businesses. Because back in the day, D.C. used to have so many Black queer-owned spaces that were fun, but because they couldn't keep up with the rise of rents due to gentrification, I don't think there's any, like, any, like, real Black-owned queer spaces for folks to go to, have a drink, have a meal. And we're always um, stuck going to these white spaces that really don't want us there. So, and I just I just really hate that this happened to this woman. And um, I think they, I just think, it, I, I think it's unacceptable. And the fact that white cis gay people 
are purposely aligning themselves with police. When you look at the history of queerness and the queer movement and the history of police and how the intersections of those things started Stonewall and all of the protests due to the police brutality. And now we're at a place where white cis gay folks feel so comfortable that they are pro-police. Like it just, it blows, it, it, sis. There used to be a time where people understood that at the intersection of queerness and whatever race they were, that that was a safe place for everybody to commune. That's what it used to be. The culture used to be a place where the gay club was the equalizer. The gay club was the equalizer because all of us, whether we were white, black, or not, all of us had that same common experiences of living in a world where I could not hold hands with my partner until I walked in this building. I could not be my full self until I walked in this building. Only when we cross the threshold to the queer space uh, do, do many queer people feel safe. What has happened is as queerness has become commodified and as businesses and, and as white people have figured out as they now that now that the last barriers of gay marriage for them have fallen away. A lot of these gay men now have decided that the club scene will be their country club. So they bring that exclusive white nationalist, white supremacist kind of mentality to queerness now. And now the clubs are not, are designed like country clubs to only attract and retain a certain type of clientele. That's the only reason why you would have a club that's not allowing Hennessy. That's the only reason why you would have a club that would come up with a grooming policy that is anti-black. You can't wear you know, athletic clothes and ball caps, but you do not police those same things because white people wear ball caps too. Just because mine says Nike or whatever, and, and that one says Abercrombie and Fitch, it is no fucking different. But what you're really doing is you're dog whistling and you're communicating to everybody, hey, hey, white gays, we're a safe place for you. We don't care about these other people. You can bring your full privilege in here. See, you used to have to check your privilege at the door at the queer space because at the end of the day, you can be white, but you were still a gay man. And then that was a different type of feeling and a different type of stigma. But that that small window is over. They have taken our culture and they have made it a white-driven, white-motivated culture. And unfortunately, I believe that not just your city, but also Atlanta has suffered for it. Um, so we have had that same problem. There are the, we have the clubs now, now I used to, I am, I've been in Atlanta now for almost 20 years and the neighborhood is different. It is, it would be equivalent to like a boy's town now. Now this is a, one of the blackest cities in the country. This is Atlanta. This is supposed to be the Mecca and outside of black pride and night at the white clubs, there really aren't any black owned black you know, black clientele clubs here anymore. Not like that. Now, the white the, because we don't mind, we'll go to any club, right? We black people, we will go to any club. But a lot of the clubs now are actively seeking to minimize the percentage of blackness. Why? Because even the white gays don't hang with niggas. And they are offended that we get the same privilege as them in the space. That's why a queer club would have black lives, well, blue lives matter up on the wall. It's dog whistling to niggas in the space. You're not welcome. When you are doing things like creating an environment where people can drag black women down the stairs, you are communicating to every patron in that building. That was a public display. He was empowered. That black man who was upholding white supremacy is the thing. That black man was empowered by that building to feel like he could get away with that and not lose his job on the site. He should have lost his job on site. That would be an example of a club that has zero tolerance. Not once it went viral and everybody found out about it. You released a statement that night after you fired his ass. It would have been different. Apologizing for the failure would have been great. But no, 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 no. 
we're going to deny, 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 even though footage indicates that that's what y'all doing in there is dragging black women down the stairs. Now, mind you, sis was probably, doesn't matter what she was doing before he dragged her. There is a standard of care that you have as a business for your patrons and the people that are coming in there. And when you know you are serving alcohol and when you know you are getting people intoxicated, you have a duty to make sure that when people are in your space, that they are safe, safe from the other patrons, safe for themselves, but also safe from your motherfucking ass. If you are a business owner and you have empowered employees to take down, to, to just grab people and snatch them out by any means necessary, and you have a, and it's a club that has a culture that had a blue lives flag, who do you think they dragging down the stairs? They're dragging black people. The only reason why we know about this incident is because it went viral. Shout out to all those black men though that jumped on that nigga. Oh yeah, bitch. Shout out to all those gay black men that were like not on my motherfucking watch. Okay. Hands, hands and motherfucking feet, bitch. Elbows, knees, and toes, bitch. <laughs> he was catching all of them. Hands, elbows, knees, and toes. And I <laughs> I appreciate girl. Again, militancy, bitch. Fuck these motherfuckers up, bitch. Protect black women. So shout out to those black men that were protecting black women, period. Okay. I and I hope sis gets all her motherfucking coins. And I remember briefly, we talked about that video last week. It's crazy how things come and go, but last week it was a big thing of the piece to try, the um, the man that tried to open the uh, plane door on the plane, honey, and everybody um, had to hold him back, bitch. Let's go really fast. So y'all, apparently, um, the, um, last week there was a man, a, a man on a Delta flight, um, he, his mama was feeling away. Um, he <laughs> clearly he was feeling away about life and living, and he got on the got on the plane and waited till they got altitude, bitch. <laughs> waited till they were up in the sky in altitude, and then he proceeded to go on the mic, tell people you met you might want to put on your face mask, and then he proceeds to try to open the fucking door. At altitude. Now, mind you, any other person, girl, and 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 it would have been whatever. But the, insult to injury, it still would have been bad. But insult to injury, this was a flight attendant. This was an an employee. Um, he wasn't working. He was flying using his privileges, and he was on medical leave for uh, for um, a, a mental health. I mean, a medical leave. You know, it was. But it was alleged that there was he was already put on that because of mental health concerns. So, you know, he had some stuff going on. But what was problematic about it was he was trying to kill everybody. And sis and I last week, <laughs> biggest, <laughs> sis and I had the biggest tackle last week about when the flight attendant was yelling, "Help! Help! Can we get a strong hand?" Bitch, oh, I was a strong and, man. And guess who would have been a strong man that particular day, bitch? On that, and My that ass, was... bitch. The way I would have wore his ass, bitch, you are, bitch, <laughs> you, you are open up the fucking door, girl, on this air, bitch. Have you lost your mind? Hands, elbows, knees, and toes, bitch. bitch. When I tell you, me and Brianna was like, girl, I swear to God, I'm talking. Bitch, I would have ripped the seat. You know how the seat can double as a flotation device, bitch? I would have <laughs> figured out a way to pull that. Like, bitch, and wore his ass out with that seat. If you don't sit your white ass down. Girl, when I tell you, down. I would have all my nails in his face, bitch. Like, I know you just, girl, to the point where I would have beaten him till we land. I know you didn't try to kill me today, bitch. Hey, girl, and you had time to, I'm not buying that you were depressed, bitch. Like I I said last week, you just don't get to a a seat on an airplane, bitch. It's it's steps, it's different barriers. So (laughs) at each barrier, you had time to sit and reflect and premeditate. And you, you, you had came through anyway. that you could have told, hey, I'm having an episode. Hey, I right. But you won't wait till we in the end to try to open. Oh, hell no. Hell no, bitch. I would have beat him. And like I said, anytime I go to the airport, I'm already on edge. And I'm glad we're recording this this week because now they're talking about 
how um, all of these airlines are canceling flights because they fired too many people and they don't have enough workers. Mm-hmm. So, bitch, if you would have pulled one of them stunts on a flight that probably would have been delayed three times, so this is the first flight out in a bitch. I'm gonna beat your ass. It would have took the jaws of life to pull me up off of your ass. Because you bitch. know they had to divert that motherfucking plane. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in Oklahoma. He <laughs> did. <laughs> In the I, middle of no fucking where, bitch. I'm whooping <laughs> your ass, bitch. Cheat it, bitch. Because the plane was supposed to be coming from Los Angeles, I believe, to Atlanta. So no, bitch, bitch. They had to take a detour in Oklahoma. And bitch. I know those people wanted to. I would have, bitch, I would have lit his ass up so much, I would have been leaving the plane in handcuffs, bitch. I would have yeah. been arrested for a crime. Yeah, they would have said, where did all the blood come from, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bitch, don't like don't play them type of games in the airport. Everybody already stressed and and I'm praying when I take my trip to um so I'm I'm not flying to New York, I'm catching a train, but when I go to Miami, I'm praying because they were saying American, they're canceling flights all the way to Labor Day. Oh. And I'm just like, Miss Thing. Like, how do we not? And it wasn't like y'all was losing that much money. Clearly, y'all had money that if y'all was some business, but that's a whole nother a topic, but y'all can't be playing games like this. Every people already be on edge at the airport. You can't be playing games like this. We had somebody that know that that didn't work out for him, and it's not going to work out for you. When I tell you, an entire plane of people will be beating your fucking ass, baby. That's not what you want, baby. It was at least four men on him, and he needed every one of them. You know what I'm saying? And girl, it would have been two. Tra- it would have been four men and two trans women. Because I'm getting right. Don't let me be able to be close enough to get hold of you. Oh, bitch, we're going down. Yeah, bitch, and I don't give a fuck about the anti-discrimination or camera, girl. I don't give a fuck about none of that, bitch. We in the we air, bitch. Heavy and we going hang. Because I know, uh, bitch, he would have just got one, girl, it would have been, help, help, and I would have picked up something and just, Ploop, and he would have hit the floor, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt nothing about it. I'm bitch, I would, bitch, I, bitch, I would have opened up one of the overhand bins and beat him with one of them carry on suitcases, bitch. Extended the handle, bitch. Walk up, walk up, bitch. <laughs> You're playing a game, so I'm going to play a game. Play like cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, bitch, we have two more big topics. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop this video. And this will be one episode, and then we'll do a part two to this episode, just so y'all can get two episodes. So, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fox Number Five Spoke Podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. And don't forget to become a patron on the Box Number 512 Patreon page, where we have all new exclusive content. And also, don't forget to follow us on our social media, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And also, become a subscriber on our YouTube page. Until next time, bye. Bye.